0: week hiatus the boys from the back pocket are back it is december 11th 2017
1: and we are about to have a phenomenal podcast declan how are we Uh, we're great it's a little uh chilly in here and we'll get to that we'll touch on that here in a little bit um but yeah um first of all i'm very impressed with you hiatus Mm -hmm. i don't even know what that means can you uh i think it means break Yes. Okay. Dude, nice word. Thank that you. is fantastic work on your end. Just as podcasters, just trying to yeah take our-, our words as, as most useful as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone's listening to. So, you know, we had a week off, as everyone knows. Uh, we learned a lot about ourselves then. Clearly, we learned a lot of words, too. Mm. Um, and, you know, we got to really relax, hit the reset button, but now we're back. And, you know, the best part about us being back is uh, we got another average quality for you. So, Andrew, what do we got? Well, Declan already mentioned it.
0: Uh, it's cold in here. And um, I think that just reinforces um, our average quality in acquiring a space heater or something to heat this room that would allow um, the noise to be optimal and at the same time, us to be warm. And um, the art of a space heater is just too complex. I don't I, Duck, can you explain you know you took heat transfer. Can you help
1: out our marketing interns? Yeah, um, so basically, it generates a power. There's power in, involved in this uh, space heater. And this power is associated with the temperature in here and the temperature that it can generate inside that um inside the space heater little dealio um so what the problem is is we love the warmth that comes from the space heater, however, we do not like the noise so I don't know if we can we found an electric space heater, which is probably the quietest one. I feel like that would work best for our podcast, but still, I think to this day it's still uh, a little too noisy to our liking. Can we agree on that? We can confirm. Okay. Um, excuse me, marketing interns left. You think benching McCaffrey? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Leonard and Marshawn. All right, I'm going to make the change right now before
0: kickoff. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. All right, boys. Hey, you want to watch the Cedar game tonight, Andy? Yeah,
1: I'll be in touch. All
0: right, sounds good,
1: man. Later. All right, so we're back. Um. Thanks for the phone call, PI. I don't think you knew he was uh, being recorded. No, he did not. That's okay. Uh, we didn't know we were going to record him. Yeah. We just said, "Hey, might as well record this. Get our uh, see see what's going on in our lives." Yep. Um so where were we? Were we talking uh We were talking uh space heaters. Space heaters. And that's
0: our average quality, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we got it's it's a continuous battle to learn how to warm this room because right now I'm sitting in a in a, some sort of a leather coat and uh shoes that are keeping me warm. Andrew, you have gloves on. I do. I, I have a hat on. You, I think you have at least a couple layers on. So Three. Yeah, three layers. You know, so we're battling the elements uh, in our podcast room, which is the, the washing den. I mean, it's always it's either good or it's bad. You, know? you can never control it. You live and you learn, um, and we're, we're struggling to learn, yeah. but we are dressing appropriately. Yeah, we'll be all right. Um, so, you know, going back to, uh, you know, where we were last week. So last week we were in Texas. Um, what a time. Uh, last game ever playing football. You know, we're washed up guys now. Um it was a great battle on defense, I would say. Um it was a great overall
0: football game. It was one of the yeah, it was yeah. one of the best football games that Saint Thomas has been a part of. We've been a part of during our time oh, yeah. at Saint Thomas. Oh, yeah. Um phenomenal. You know, just two teams taking on two defensive teams taking on each other and two play special teams and uh, and a turnover by the offense and it was that was the game. But
1: it was a, it was an honor to be a part of St. Thomas football. Yeah, we're thankful for the opportunities that we had. They made us better as people, yep. I would say. And, uh, you know, I guess, Andrew, you have a pretty good story as far as, you know, when you say you're going to Texas, people are like, oh, okay, you're like going to play Mary Harden Baylor, like that's cool. And, you know, you're going down to Belt, Texas, which is like probably in the middle of nowhere. Um, can you, can you, you have a story for us um as far as you know what Texas was like. Yes. Um this is a funny story. So we there's this um grocery
0: store, convenience store, whatever you want to call it. It was it's similar to Walmart. It's called HEB. HEB is the proper term, but us being from the north, we we just called it HEB. And Doomer and I went to HEB to grab some uh some sodas and we went to the the cash the cashier uh the cashier, cashier Cashier? The cash... Rid- the person who takes your order? The person who works the cash register. Yeah. <laughs> and to check out, and we were just having a simple conversation, and she just met... She, out of the blue, goes, you aren't from around here, are you? And Doomer and I go, uh, no, ma'am. And she what are you doing down here? Uh, playing a football game against Mary Harden Baylor. And she just looks at us, pauses, and just sticks her thumb out with a little heb sticker on, with a heb sticker on it, and says best of luck to you welcome to Texas and Doomer and I just looked at each other avoided the Heb sticker and walked out and we were like this is Texas they're they believe they're in a different country and they need to welcome every person that's not from their state
1: yeah I mean yeah that's kind of weird I, I don't live in a we don't live like Minnesota you don't have to like say welcome to Minnesota it's vastly different than every other place in the world I mean, it's cold, and that's the welcome, but other than that, I mean, everyone's pretty nice here, and nothing's crazy. When everyone says, they, everyone says like, everything's bigger in Texas, and everything's different in Texas, that's confirmed on our end now, 100%. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh. Uh, so that gives you a little background about what Texas was. Um, however, that week is behind us, and now we're moving forward, and there's big movement here at the back pocket. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to talk about, about our future. Um, we're coming up on the holidays, and when the holidays come, you know,
1: different. there's differences, there's variables that we have to deal with. Oh, all kinds of variables. Absolutely. Um, and so we are going to basically uh, give you an outline as to how we're going to attack those variables. So um, to lay it out for you, we have one more week of the podcast. So next week we have um, a great guest. Uh, we won't re- reveal it to you yet, but we have another great guest next Monday on uh, the 18th and then that will be our final episode uh for the year 2017. So the school the semester ends um at St. Thomas on the 22nd and Andrew is going back home to Chicago and then eventually going to Hawaii on sabbatical and I am going back home to Denver and then going on my sabbatical to Canada. I've actually just going on a ski trip for 3 days. It's not really a sabbatical, but I like to, you know, January term is essentially sabbatical for the back pocket. And I'm I'm going to be fair here. You already had your sabbatical. They usually come around every seven years or so. Sure. So
0: it is more of a vacation. Yeah. Um, It is, I've earned... However,
1: you've earned your sabbatical. Yeah,
0: I had to work an extra year towards uh, obtaining it. I would
1: actually uh, argue you've had to work like four years.
0: That is correct. Um, But now I'm going to Hawaii, and I'm going to enjoy my sabbatical. This is tough news. We know. Because as podcasters, we love to deliver content, content, content.
1: But only when we're really together. Correct. Because the content, uh, when you separate uh, the content from the person, I think that's how you'd say it. When we're separated, we can't really generate content like we do when we're sitting next to each other. So we're deciding to you know, take a break for uh, how many weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks. So it's not too long of a time. You can kind of look at this as um, the next episode on the 18th is kind of our season finale. Season finale. And then we're 33 taking 33 episodes. Yeah, 33 episodes. No, it would be 34, 33, 30... This is going to be 34. It It'll be 34. 30, it would be 34, so 34 episodes. I mean, that's a lot of content um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of growth, too. And uh, I can almost guarantee um, not every one of our listeners has listened to all of our podcasts. So, you know, these six weeks would be a great time, a great opportunity to really reinvest and uh, put your money back in to the back pocket during that time.
0: So, if if a listener, if a marketing intern
1: were to listen
0: to all thirty four podcasts in the next in the, six weeks, um, for because they had someone who hadn't listened to it or someone wants to re-listen to all of them, how many would they have to listen to if
1: like per week? Okay, so I'm thinking, doing my math here, it's thirty four divided by six weeks which means you'd have to listen to a little over five episodes per week, Okay. which means you'd have to listen to probably one a day um, through your Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are, some are an hour, some are an hour and 15. Uh, others are 45 minutes. Some are even shorter. So, you know, there's a lot of variability in there, but there's a lot of time to get it done. So a so. f- little over five a week, um, that's a lot. Let, let's I, yeah that's, I it's actually an it. astonishing number yeah, i smart. I was actually shocked when I saw, oh my God, five episodes a week that's pretty much a little over an episode a day. um that's a lot of commitment, but let's be real here, um not most all of our listeners have at least listened to one show, so they're not listening to all thirty four they're probably listening to like let's say uh the average marketing intern right now has listened to roughly fifty percent of our shows, okay, in that case, then it's two episodes a week. that's pretty doable, yes. Hopefully, hopefully they hopefully we're on with those analytics, yeah, we never know, uh, we never know we're again, we're still figuring out the analytics, so um again, you know we're gonna be gone we're gonna be taking sabbatical, we'll obviously still be in touch with you on social media, um we'll be posting here and there, letting us letting you guys know what the heck we're up to, and then uh coming back in the spring, we're gonna have our first episode in February, and you know what, right then and there that's gonna be our one year, so it's kind of the biggest time of the year for us. Um, the one year of our entire show, which is an absolute monumental moment that we've actually done something like this for an entire year. Um,
0: it's going to be at the end of February, middle, middle to end of February, and uh, expect to hear a lot of publicity for it. Yeah. There may be some stunts going on. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, but the back pocket will be having an extravaganza um, type f- fiasco. Festival, a festival, a fiesta, a fiasco. I was going to say fiasco, but I couldn't. I didn't know if that.
1: I think fiasco works okay. exactly for what we're trying, what we're aiming to do.
0: Yeah, total fiasco. Um, so, marketing interns, stay tuned. Continue to listen to our
1: podcasts because we ain't going. We're not going away. Yeah, and it, and I think um, to your point, it makes perfect sense um, to you know what our podcast is. You know, we're always going to be on iTunes. We're always going to be on yourbackpockets.com. And you know we're tucked away, stored in your back pocket, safe for whenever you need us, right? Mm. So even though we're gone for six weeks and we're not continuously replenishing that that streamline, you know we're actually have we actually have a ton of content that relays everything that you want, right? Yes. And we're we're always still going to be there. We're not going anywhere. We're just uh, taking a little sabbatical. So hey, take it for what it is. Take it for what it, it is. It, it works exactly how we want it to. Um, so you know, trapping the puck here. Go on to our guest here. So Greg Kriege is our guest today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal interview. And uh, one thing that it was a perfectly timed interview, uh, like we said, we had just uh, finished our football careers and, you know, Greg being a couple years out of uh, not being a football player anymore was able to, you know, help us, give us a few quinky dinks to hold on to as far as, you know, uh, things things to do when you're done with football and what it's like. Um, Greg Kriege is
0: the uh, like Declan said, the perfect person to talk to. Not only because he played Saint Thomas football, he's three years removed, but during his time at Saint Fo- at Saint Thomas playing football here, very similar to the guys at the back pocket. Gritty. Very gritty guy. Um he was the backside tight end that um blocked on uh, like um toss.
1: He was like a he was like a um a sexy left tackle, essentially yes. is what we'd call him and you know, Caruso likes to change people's numbers all the time, so he was the left side, he was the backside tight end who never got thrown to and had his number changed like every other game, so no one actually knew who he was.
0: He, his, he loves this, to tell the story about how gritty of a football player he was that in the national championship, he wore a different jersey and they were announcing a, the wrong name the entire game. So he gets, he gets literally no credit, yet his impact on the running
1: game is For the most. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's one of, he was probably at that point the most important uh tight end uh in like a twenty two. Yeah. That man was we ran the Greg Krieg's side more times than uh other teams would like. Um so, you know, we we're big two roses in a thorn guys. Um we uh have now we've had a week to kind of recuperate and look into um you know what it's like not being a football player anymore. Um, so we're going to go and get into that And then kick it right to our interview So two roses and a thorn You know our favorite thing to do here Of being washed up football podcasters mm-hmm. Andrew To start off uh, We're going to you know, always attack it from the negative side
0: So we can finish on a positive note um, The thorn of uh, being a washed up football podcast uh, We have to work out um, In a way that's not football practice anymore yeah, right. And the weight room is a daunting task Because you really don't want to put your body Through that regiment right now because you haven't been lifting properly, so you really don't know what to do exactly in the weight room because you know you're going to be very sore after. So it's like, do I lift or do I play basketball? Basketball kind of hurts my knees, and it's exhausting. I'm not in basketball shape. Um, do yeah. I run? It's cold outside. I'm yeah. not going to run on the treadmill.
1: Treadmills are for losers. Uh, uh, well, sorry, we'll cut that. Yeah, uh, treadmills not necessarily, guys. Tre- treadmills aren't necessarily for losers. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it because I'm an outside running guy. I like uh, being warm well with the environment. Uh, again, though, it's way too cold to do that right now. So treadmill might not be a, too bad of an alternative. However, like I, like you said, we're not in any sort of um, functioning shape at all right now. I tried working out legs yesterday, you know, just to try and get back into it. Uh, I think I pulled my hamstring and my left knee kind of hurts. Yep. So, um, that's bad. Uh, but one thing that's good, uh, Rose, um, we have, I did the, I did the math. I'm a math guy. Uh, we have 26 more hours of free time during the week now that we don't have football. Oh, okay. Which is I an mean, entire day. Yeah. That is tw- I mean, 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Now you have 26 more yeah, free hours. Sure.
0: And... You know you gotta be careful. You don't know if they're free per se because now it's that time of year when you know you gotta study for finals. Yeah, finals are a big daunting task. Sure. Um,
1: Speaking of daunting tasks,
0: yeah, you know weight room finals, both daunting. (laughs) Um, And we'll finish off with the last positive rows. Um, Again, this kind of sticks with the workout theme. Uh, We get to work out whenever we want. So even though it is hard to work out, we do have that twenty those twenty six hours to figure out when we want to do it, and it only has to be for like fifteen minutes because. How great a shape do you really want to be? Maintenance. As great as as great a shape that you want to be, in. And you know? my my desires are in the
1: maintenance realm. Yeah. Just got to tweak a few things here, tweak a few things there, just trying, you know, round yourself out as, you know, just a washed up football player. And so, you know, it's a perfect transition. Let's go ahead and get to Greg's interview cuz we go right into it right away. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get to it.
0: All right, marketing interns lock in. We got an interview here today. We have Greg Kreege on the podcast. And an interesting to note about Greg is he is our third tight end here at St. Thomas to have on the back pocket. We've had Dane Mosier, we've had Charlie Dowdle, and now we have Greg Kreege. So let's welcome Greg Creaky. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm honored. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I would say you're
1: uh, the greatest um, tight end that we found on the show absolutely. but I mean we're not necessarily it's a coincidence that you're a tight end and you're our third tight end the reason we want you on, we're having you on the show today is because you got one hell of a story to tell us about your new company with Fitbox and your journey that's happened we also want to touch, um, touch on a little bit of uh, you're married now so congrats uh, or engaged.
2: Sorry, engaged. We'll cut that. that. I yeah. blew it.
1: Come on. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then of course, like you played football, and then you had that transition of you know not playing football anymore and becoming you know washed up guy. So yep. we want to like, you know get get all that information out of you. So to begin, as we always do with everybody, what is your average quality?
2: Wow. So I had to think pretty hard about this, but my average quality is my ability to swim.
1: Ooh. Oh, I, I okay. sink
2: to the bottom right away, and I don't know why.
1: You're not buoyant, I wish I yeah. knew.
2: I'm not buoyant, not even a little bit. So I have to fight really hard to keep my head above the water.
0: One really interesting thing to note about the swimming is when we swim in camp, did we do it our senior year, or your senior year, my freshman year, when we went into the pool during oh, yeah. camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he made us have, like, a practice in there. That was by far the, the funniest thing ever. We had 140 bodies in the pool, and they're doing a workout. We have to tread. It was like, what are you asking of me right now? I'm a football player. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was by the wall the entire time trying yeah, not to stay. drown. <laughs> Hanging onto the rope just trying to pretend like I was swimming, but I wasn't. So hmm.
1: when you work out, you never – so swimming is not in your workout routine at all?
2: Uh, not so much. Uh, I've tried it a few times, but I do a couple apps and I realize I'm super inefficient. just <laughs> not, not good. Yeah. Me and so, water don't work too well.
0: It takes a while for you to, like – to get the workout, like a proper workout, because you need to know how to, know swim, how to swim properly. First, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that makes sense. Well, I would say we're all kind of average swimming. I'd, I'd stay for that. I mean, I was on swim team when I was in like seventh grade, but well, definitely. Know. Yeah,
0: because we're at this point now where we are trying to think of new things for us to work out because football has come to an end.
2: That's that, a real question. Yeah. yeah after this
0: last weekend, this is our first week off as official non- non-football players in what thirteen years? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. You wow. had the transition. Well, congratulations. Yes, thank you. 13 years, mm-hmm. hell of a ride, right? Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Best best thing that I've ever done and uh, taught me more about life, and I feel like I'm much further ahead than the people who haven't played the game. Yes. Um, so thank you, football.
0: So now that we've gotten to this point, and this is a perfect time to have you on for us because not as just as podcasters but as people, we need to learn what the transition's like. And um, as washed-up football players, just average podcasters now, could you coach us up and prepare us for life after football? Any advice?
2: Yeah, so I you know, if I had to tell you guys something, I would say I would say this, and this is a bit of a mirror to what Coach Caruso would tell you, but when you hit the when you hit the, the road and you're trying to figure out what direction you're gonna go, what you like, what you don't like, your anxiety is gonna spike. And you're going to burn more energy just trying to figure out what you want to do. You're going to burn energy as soon as you start that job or that new, you know, if you guys are going to do this full time or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be just grinding it out. And it's kind of like that first week of training camp where you don't really know what's going on. You don't even know what sideline go means and you're freaking out. And You don't just, nothing makes sense. That's kind of how you're going to feel. Just be ready for it. And then it gets way, way better. Um, The other piece of advice I have is... uh, you definitely want to keep working out. You definitely want to stay active. Sure. I had I had this idea in my mind that um, for whatever reason I had kind of made it over the the athletic hump. I made it as far as I could make it. I said, okay, now I can allocate the the time to becoming uh, you know even more professional, and oh, that's my edge. Like I'm just going to start cutting everything out and yep. I'm going to focus in. And I think I had good intentions, but what I found out was exercise is, is more key than you realize to managing stress and thinking clearly. And so you need to find a way, something fun, because mm-hmm. I know like at this stage of the game where I was is you're a little burned out, you know, you're like you're you're really satisfied right now. You're like, yeah, you know, I really put that time in and you're proud of your accomplishments. You don't really have this burning drive to get in there and start and working swap, out. Like-
1: Way too much weight. Exactly,
2: <laughs> like it's probably the most unmotivated time you'll ever have in the weight room, and it's a little bit discouraging in the beginning. To yes. tell you the truth, okay. you got to find something that's 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 fun that gets you out there that's not a chore. Because in football, you always had kind of a, a reason to be in there, a bigger purpose,
1: absolutely, I'd be like a drive
2: behind what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. and so for me, I, I learned only in hindsight that managing work on a day to day basis. Is much much harder if I don't run, so that's already a motivating factor. Is if I don't get some kind of at least fitness in, I'm 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 like a totally different person for the day. Yep.
0: really.
2: So, uh, yeah, I think you guys will start to feel it. Like. Give it time. Don't force it. I don't believe in I don't believe in being able to force the mind to do something. I think you have to just organically do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, keep your eyes open. And it was really interesting that first thing you brought up about having having to. Um,
0: prepare yourself mentally for all the fa- failure potentially and the unknown right away off the block because like we said we haven't been in that position for four years with St. Thomas football at least because we, we, we're we that we're that comfortable with everything now but we have to learn those nuances and those little variables to in the next part portion the of next our part of life yeah.
1: yeah absolutely that's sweet and uh you know it, it's funny because you know you want it you, wanna, you like, football is competitive, right? And working out is a ju- the fuel to your competition. Right. Or when you take the competition away, it just becomes... The way working out doesn't seem as useful. But like you said, it gives you a competitive edge in the sense of it makes you a more functional human, and then you can do your job that you want to do.
2: I think it all circles back to your your why, right? Because mm-hmm. you your, your why for working out was football, and you'd be envisioning, next year I'm going to be so much stronger so that I can make that tackle or I can chase that guy down or you know whatever All right nice. Yep. so there's there's a vision you lose the vision you got to find a new one When you you guys have already done a fantastic job of finding yourself actually with your startup it's super impressive a yeah. lot of people just don't have that level of drive mm-hmm. so I go above and beyond you find that and that becomes your why and it's, it's kind of secondary but you perform better mentally when you're in better shape and that, I mean, this podcast could be your why, you know?
0: Dude, it could be. <laughs> it could we be. have a why with our podcast. <laughs> I mean, our why for the back pocket is kind of just bringing um, content to the average person about an average story. Right. But in reality, when you hear that average story, it's not so average at all. It's a really damn cool story. And the, so we have that portion in the middle, and then they get to learn about us in the front and the back end, so they develop a relationship with the actual hosts, and then we take a step further and develop a relationship with someone else yeah. within the po- each podcast. It's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, it's
1: awesome. And the it's, people
0: that I like actually have listened to, a lot of them, understand what we're trying to go for. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is the cool. message is clear, which I didn't think that was going to be the case when we first started. But mm-hmm. it's definitely taken on its own win, essentially. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, final question about football. It, like I mentioned earlier, it's a life game. Um, what is, like, the most applicable thing in your life now that football has taught you about?
2: Yeah, so i I, um, I would have to say you have to be bold in your life, and that's not something directly. I, th- I think we were taught that at St. Thomas, but it was never verbally stated to be to be bold. Be a but thoroughbred. I think I think you need to live you need to live that way, and this okay. kind of segues into some things that we were taught. But failures are part of being a human, right? If you're afraid to take risk and you're afraid to fail, no matter what it is, I mean, there's social risk, financial risk, you can be in a business, I mean, there's a lot of different ways of taking risk and a lot of different uh, paradoxes there, paradigms, if you will, don't be afraid of it, run at it, and just screw up, I mean, that's the only way to learn, right, I mean... I experienced it with with uh with the business and you guys are probably experiencing it with your podcast or in the mm-hmm. beginning Absolutely. Yeah. you're not quite sure what's going on you are like this this is just really cool we're really passionate about it we don't know what it's gonna look like yeah and I think that's a huge part of it you learn that I learned that in football' was just going head first and and if you're gonna do something wrong right quote unquote do it wrong a hundred percent mm-hmm and then just figure it out after the fact. Never never just go into something timid. And so I think that's you guys are really impressive with the way that you've just taken this on and yeah. spearheaded things. It's Thank awesome. You.
0: And you're in that same position right now. You're in a position where you're trying to start your own startup. Um, in Fitbox, and that's another reason why you're here today. So we've gotten our content for football, and thank you so much for sharing that because we are in that position, and it's time to start figuring out, picking the brains of others and learning how we're going to uh, take our own path with the advice from outside sources. Um, but now on to Fitbox. We're dying to know, can you give us like a brief background in our marketing in terms of a brief background of exactly what Fitbox is?
2: Absolutely. So uh, Fitbox is it, it was an initiative that my partner and I, uh, kind of had a joint vision, in it, and that's why we got into this. You'll see mobile fitness out in out in parks, out in really anywhere outside, and you'll see dumbbells, yoga mats, uh, Pilates kind of stuff. You get TRX bands, all that kind of stuff. But you can't get a full fitness workout the way that we were used to working out with football in the park. And so our vision is to be able to bring that level of fitness to the park so we have this fabricated shipping container that has a squat rack on it it has a bench press it's got a dip bar it's got pretty much anything to get a full CrossFit workout in Um, you can I mean really the sky's the limit with it and it's mobile enough that you can get it into a park pretty much where everyone's been doing their outdoor fitness but you know we think it's just the next step for community, community fitness and health
0: Sweet. I like that. I think the target market, if I believe correct, is how you're describing it, is CrossFit, uh, workout enthusiasts, or is it kind of like the upper corporation of CrossFit? Is that kind of like the idea you're kind of heading towards? Or
2: yeah, so our our, our target market in the beginning, this uh, you know, it's tough as a as a startup where we were first to market. So I have to explain that there's no real clear model that we can follow. And so it's been a, a vetting process, right? We're staying lean, and we're kind of feeling things out in the different customer classes. What we've found in the last couple of months is that working with Parks and Rec within cities, they have their own programmers that actually will either do free programming that anyone in the community can do, or they'll charge a fee for the programming. Okay. Um, and this is going to be a great opportunity because their direct competition is health clubs, and they had... In the past, no no ammunition to go up against health clubs. Now they can they can lease these mobile units from us for a day, for two days, for a week, a month, um, and they can bring that level of fitness to their customers. Okay. We think potentially the other the other customer class is going to be corporate wellness. Um, I like that. Yes,
1: yeah. that's, that's big. Put it on some sort of business campus or something mm-hmm. like
2: that. Yeah, so, you know, we, we kind of see this thing where, you know, if they want to do a, a fun event for their employees and they want to work out outside on the unit, they can do it for a day, like maybe two or three times a month. Mm-hmm. And we'll bring it out there and they can just, we'll do the programming and pack it up and leave.
1: Okay. Nice. That's awesome. So do you, um is everything like within the Fitbox owned by Fitbox or is it things that are, like a TRX band, like they're from different companies that you put into the fit box.
2: Yes, so uh, we we went and acquired about three thousand dollars worth of, of fitness equipment. So we got you know a handful of uh, Olympic bars in there. We have piles of rubber plates, um, kettlebells, dumbbells, mats. I mean, really, just kind of a if you walked into the gym, into the gym at St Thomas, pretty much everything, anything that you would see in there is in there. Okay. Um, I mean, not quite obviously to the scale. Sure, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, a lot of that stuff fits in the unit. Um, the uh, the mobile fitness unit itself, uh, you know, we, we do own. So nice. that's ours. Very cool. Sweet. So
1: how did you, like, come up with this idea? Where did it where <laughs> did it all stem from? Where did it all start?
2: Um, you know, so my partner and I had or have an existing relationship with a couple of guys in the military, and what they're doing with these is, is a similar concept, but they take the shipping container and, or a used shipping container, they fabricate it, and then they're shipping it overseas to the military. Um, and the military uses these things on the front lines with their special ops guys to train them. And then when they move site, they leave the unit, actually, okay. oh. and then they buy another one. Oh. So they got kind of a nice little residual uh, um, business going there with those guys. What we learned is that while people love the idea of having a drop-in fitness center, it's it's very expensive. And for most people, most businesses, most cities, they're not interested in investing in something like that, especially with it being so seasonal here in Minnesota. Yes. So um, that's where we came up with the concept where we're going to buy them and then our end users can lease them from us for a low cost and then only need it or only use it when they need it.
1: Okay, Awesome. Uh, that's
2: sweet. So as podcasters,
0: we kind of had our own little journey of starting up a company. What was that journey like with the partners that you're with? What was, like? Can you think of one off the top of your head of like a tribulation that you had and you were able to, it took you a while to overcome it, but originally you thought this might have been a little easier
2: than you expected. Is there something out there that you can remember? Oh, well, there definitely is. Uh, you know, it's, it's still pretty early in the game for us with the startup, but before we made the first large acquisition of our, of our, of our unit... We had it in our minds that there was sorta of this this hill, like this top of the hill of work. Mm-hmm. We thought once we have all the admin put together, all the you know, all the legal work, all the contracts, insurance, had the unit, the equipment, everything, all of a sudden it was just gonna be marketing and, and managing sales like we were used to with our professional jobs. Yes. <laughs> what we found was as soon as we acquired the unit, Pandora's box absolutely just opens up. We're <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> wow, the work just <laughs> went from what we thought was a lot to to way, way way more, and we realized it it seems obvious in hindsight, but it's an ongoing journey right mm-hmm. There is no there's no top of the hill there, there's milestones, but the grade of the hill doesn't really change absolutely so uh, yes, yeah um, I'd say but to circle back to answer your question more specifically, buying that first unit okay when we made our first big investment in with time and with money um, pandora's box opened up yeah big time yeah
0: that's funny our pandora's box was buying this mic right here yeah, we went, yeah that's we went, a
2: fancy mic yeah we went to best buy
0: and bought this mic with no plan
1: all we knew <laughs> is we, need, we
0: needed a mic to start a podcast and all we the with.
1: and we also like we were this was the first thing that andrew and i probably planned a week in advance yep. because if we plan things 30 minutes before they happen typically um, not interviews, obviously, yeah, but
0: gotta plan for those. Yeah, ideas.
1: we planned. We were like, we're going on this day to get this mic. If we don't do this, the podcast isn't going to happen because mm-hmm. we're just going to put it off. We took an initiative to do that, and then we haven't really looked back since. Yeah,
2: it, that was Pandora's box by far. Yeah, this opened up the opportunity. Yeah. Can I? Can I add something? Yeah, sure. I think it's a huge point, and it's awesome that you guys mentioned that. There's this saying, I don't know who to credit it to, but I heard it and it just struck me. because I I don't know if you guys have always been interested in being entrepreneurs, but I think this applies to anyone that is. There's this saying, there's like 11 frogs on a log. All 11 of them decide to jump off. And the question is, is how many frogs are left on the log? Mm. So the answer is all of them. They all decided to jump off, but none of them actually did. And I think that that speaks really, really clearly to entrepreneurs. I mean, I've done some ventures in the past, and FitBox isn't necessarily my first startup, but it's it's uh, it's the biggest startup I've had. I've had I've had other like little things here and there, right? But it's this idea of a lot of us are sitting there going, "Yeah, I really want to do this. I really want to do this," but no, you never pull the trigger. Yes, yeah. it's once right. you pull the trigger, that microphone for you guys. Once you pulled that trigger. There's no going back. There's yeah. no looking back.
1: Obviously, a $50 mic is a little different than like, the cost in <laughs> you, your, yeah, your unit. Sure. But, you That's know. <laughs> our
0: investment, right? We've looked at $50, like, we have to get the most out of this mic yeah. for the first, like, six or seven. Right. And then it, by the time we hit that seventh one, we're like, this is something that we enjoy doing and we're yeah. going to continue it. Yeah. Here's what we've learned we need to add to make this more of a wider business plan than just a simple podcast. Yeah. Getting onto iTunes was just the most absurd process. Yeah. Three months it took us to get onto iTunes, yeah. and I think it, wow. it should have taken us a week. Yeah, yeah, we, just didn't, we just didn't know. We didn't know exactly kind of, what the
1: process. It was was a bunch like.
2: of newbie weenies. Yeah, I hear you so much.
1: So, when you prior to invet- making that first investment, have you guys like gone through? a series of like presentations to get angel investors and different kinds of like have you had that sort of process or journey yet?
2: You know, we we have not. Okay. We've talked about it. We want to keep the whole we want to keep everything in the family if we can. Okay.
1: Mm. So that's where your money source has been is through the like your family essentially.
2: Well, actually <laughs> uh, so far it's all come out of our pockets. Nice. Partnership. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um it, we're at a point where we're we're calling it the beta phase. We're um not to not to divulge too much here, but you know, we're big believers that startups aren't small versions of big companies. A startup is like a an organic uh, moving ambiguous thing that you sort of start it and you kinda of search for where your your niche is gonna be, like you guys were talking about with yes. your podcast. You don't really know who's gonna be your your end customer necessarily. Right. So that's um yeah. Kind of the mentality was keep it small. Let's not get too crazy with the business plan going out to angel investors. Let's just feel it out. Let's yes. find the niche, and then we'll we'll, we'll uh then you'll tag.
1: we'll lever up. Then you go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sweet. So, um, you know, you've kind of gone through this journey and this process, I'd say. And you know, your result was buying the buying your first um, FitBox. Um, so that to that um, point. We ask you, are you a process or a results guy, and why?
2: Oof. Boy, I think... <sighs> okay, so here's how I'm going to answer this question. From a process standpoint, I think it's extremely important that you enjoy the journey along the way, and you're creating steps that are duplicatable as you go along. But I really am, at the heart of myself, a results-orientated guy. I find... Mm the most satisfaction from a result, and it doesn't really matter how it happened. If it didn't happen by plan, that's totally fine with me. Yeah. Bottom line is, is I'll keep attacking something, and my partner is the same way. If something didn't work, that's fine. Let's go try something else. And it's there's not this long, drawn-out planning process. We're kind of leaving breadcrumbs and, and kind of charting things as we go and letting it morph, but we're not spending too much time analyzing things. Uh, we're just kind of going.
1: Yeah, and, you're not venturing too far down a rabbit hole. Especially.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, we, it's it's tough because you don't want to you don't want to venture into too many rabbit holes and be right. too ADD. But you know, yeah, um, there's a drive in that regard. Yeah, um, I guess
0: with our um, company, we're trying to network our brand and as much as possible and figure out. Um, who are the right people to talk to to network it how have you found success with networking fitbox and what kind of things have you done to open up doors for different things To because honestly at the end of the day it's just exp- expanding the viewership and the knowledge of what fitbox is and we need to do that with the back pocket
2: absolutely that's a great question so i think that's a question that a lot of startups would be interested to know I, in the beginning, right? I think the best thing I've ever heard was, you know, the growth of a business looks like a hockey stick. It's sort of really straight, and then all of a sudden it goes. Mm-hmm. You gotta get. You're gonna have your 25 percent, your first movers that are gonna you be in here. They're gonna want to be in here. People listening, they're they're just they're already bought in because they love what you're doing and they know you. So we have our first movers within Park and Rack, and they've been opening up doors left and right for us. But without them, we, we got nothing. So my advice to you is: you guys really want to lean on your advocates—the people that really believe in what you're doing. People like me, It sounds like Charlie Dowdle, all these anyone yeah. that's been in this podcast. You got parents and students that are listening. Lean on them—the ones that really want to move the ball with you because they believe in what you're doing. They understand your product. Okay. You know, um, that's that's how I would say. And then you know. At Fitbox, we lean on them hard, but then we also make sure that we express how grateful we are to them, and we bend over backwards to make sure that they feel like, hey, we know you're working pro bono right now. Right, I mean, right. we don't have any kind of sex appeal. We got nothing that we can give you. Yep. We really appreciate it, and you just can't forget about those people, because those are the ones that carry the business, you know? Yeah, it's a great point.
1: Yeah, so on this podcast we are uh, two roses and a thorn, guys. So roses being good things, thorns being bad things. So with your process and everything that's gone on so far, what has been two roses and a
2: thorn of that? And, uh, I love that. I love that uh, two roses and a thorn.
1: If so. if we in a real world, if or in a perfect world for Andrew and I, if we were to be able to do an interview where all we talked about was two roses and a thorn, a, it would that would be our best show. Yeah, <laughs>
0: in our minds,
2: it would be a good show for so, sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so, ahead. so it's a it's a perplexing question, really. Um, and here's how I would answer it i I think for FitBox, it's location. Location is is our two roses and a thorn. And here's why. The St. Paul, Minneapolis area has some of the most active population out of the entire country. Yep,
0: the bikers here are ridiculous. The runners, it's like one of the nation's leading statistical.
2: Active cities, Colorado
1: is as well. I'm from Colorado.
2: That's why it's awesome. So you know, so like, it's it's a it's a it's an environment that's conducive to being in a fitness business. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you know, a lot of my network, you guys, my the football fraternity that we have, St. Thomas, Mm -hmm. and our professors, our contacts that are that are within that are all here locally, right? So those I would say for FitBox in its early stages are those are the two roses we're in a we're in a fitness driven city and we got all of our, our our rolodexes right in our backyard yep the thorn is that this is outdoor fitness and we live in minnesota <laughs> so we're not doing a lot of business this we're winter yeah so you know you got to take the good with the bad it's it's uh it's definitely a challenge that we're going to have to figure out where we're going to find opportunity in winter um you know, because I, I we really want to plant our roots here in Minnesota. So figuring okay. out what that thorn looks like and how to deal with it.
1: Yep. So you, you okay. as a plant by planting your roots, you're saying you want to have everything in Minnesota, no matter what. You wouldn't have like a counter fit box like in California or somewhere where it's warm all the time. So that you just at least have some sort of revenue coming during the, the winter
2: months. We um, you know, we haven't fully figured out what that's going to look like yet. Okay. I think you know in the beginning. We uh we had this vision, right, that sure. uh, being first to market with this product, we knew it was cool, we're like, oh, everyone, everyone that we talked to just was like so ecstatic about this product coming to market, right? But then you find out that they don't know what to do with it, and they don't know how to use it, because you have to have a package and a best practice, and it has to make sense for them to be able to just, they want to be able to basically pull it off the shelf, figuratively speaking, yep. and... With a startup, they weren't able to do that. So, pan- like the gates of national, you know, presence, kind of <laughs> those dreams, sort of became <laughs> a little more realistic. And yeah. we were like, okay, so logistically, we're probably only going to have one, you know, two, three units in these first few years. It's got to be Minnesota. We gotta. We really gotta. We gotta plan our roots here. It's got to work here in, in the summer. And if it works here, we'll have to look at some other That's models too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's just a, that's something that you h- need to have that firm
0: knowledge of that failure to get to that point where you want to go. Because at the end of the day, when you get when you put yourself in a situation where you're abroad in different locations and you don't really know if your product's working at best at its own home location, and you're not making the profits that you could, yeah. your your company like and the national headlines would not be good. I mean. The headlines would not be good in general. Yeah, yeah.
1: what people are seeing. Yeah. But hey, you nailed it, Andrew. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's a great, it's a great transition because we got a game, we got a game, and it's going to be a big game. Um,
0: so we love games here. We always play one game, and it's always towards the end of the interview. Okay. Um, because by this time, we believe you understand the vibes of the back pocket. The back pocket understands the vibes of you <laughs> exactly. So it's a little give and take right here. This is a this is a good game. Declan is uh, going to kick us off with. The reason behind the game.
1: Let's yeah. So you just talked about, you know, mm-hmm. what what's your next step, right? You know, you you know, you want to, you have the fit box, and you know what you're going to do with the fit box, and now you're trying to focus on fine tuning the craft of the fit box. So we have a couple ideas for you in terms of what you could do with fit box. Okay. So uh, my first one, um, we're going to call this one fit boom. So this. You don't have to use this. I'm just—it's my idea. It's called Fit Boom. So
0: we'll just take a little feedback at the
1: end. Maybe this is something. Yeah, maybe a couple comments after after I say this. So it's called Fit Boom, and uh, this is for more explosive athletes, and it's geared more toward, um, you know, the athletes themselves, and then also like personal trainers. So like everyone is like really high on their horse about like. How, what they know, what they don't know, and they love, like, training athletes. So, like, a retired football player, like Adam Thielen or, like, a Randy – like, some you know, someone who's well-known is going to start his own workout place and then he's going to train athletes because he's notable. If you can turn that into, like, have him go outside and he can train everybody on the football field and actually have it in a space instead of having to rent out a place and make a huge investment, you could just ha- have him buy your fit box and then start his own little deal with – the local town boys trying to make it to college or something like that yeah
2: what do you think i think that's a great idea one of our visions actually that's funny that you say that mm-hmm. we really with the idea of and you guys know how cool it would be to have fitness equipment out on the field
1: oh yeah, yeah. it's a total game changer really. so you
2: could do you could do speed training and then you could hop back do squats you could do like uh we have plyo boxes out there so you could do your oh, plyo box stuff and then go back, and, and you can jump back on the ladder, and then go do some sprint work. It's like the ultimate circuit training. Yes. Yeah, oh, sweet. So I love the idea. It's it's just getting it in front of the right people that have that vision. That you know they're like, hey, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lease this from these guys these many times a week, or maybe they you know whatever. It's a long term deal that we do with them. Yeah. Um, I think I think I, that is something that would help
0: the. So for us at St. Thomas, we're in the cold during the winter months, and it's difficult to get our lifting in. Um, Like, but the speed training in the winter because it's so you don't have the materials, you don't want to bring them outside. It's something that is portable both ways would go a long way. That's
1: super easy. Yeah, yeah. Have you talked to Caruso about getting like a fit box, like underneath the stadium or anything? I I
2: haven't. I have not discussed that with him. Um, I uh, I really wanted. I did not want to detract from the season sure, that yeah, you guys were having. And sense. I think that's, <laughs> for sure. that's always more important <laughs> hey coach, to me than, <laughs> than a business venture. So. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Andrew,
0: you got uh, an idea? You take the next one.
1: Okay. Yep. All right. So next one I have, um, I, I, I didn't really have a name to this one, but uh, this is maybe more of a demographic. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, I, I go back to my early football days, like when I was in uh, elementary and middle school. Um, so I'm thinking you park it outside of those places like a middle school or like a youth camp. The demographic of kids who are just starting to start working out, right? They they're they're nimble, they're 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 small and you know whatever. They're, they haven't lifted yet. They they're not big guys yet. So they need to and they know they have to. But they don't know how to necessarily. You could go ahead and grab them right away and say, hey, I'll give you this fit box and. And, you know, whoever's dad will buy it or something like that. And then all those kids are going to start lifting and they can generate something like that. So if you take advantage of the demographic that doesn't know how to work out but wants to work out, it's another
2: opportunity. Awesome. That that That's a fantastic idea. I think, um, so to kind of take that and morph it, I think Park and Rec would love the idea right. of working goes hand, with...
1: Goes hand in hand.
2: Yeah. With younger kids, underserved communities... They can just bring it out there. They can have it on site, and they can they can serve those types of, of demographics without owning a fitness facility. Yeah. you know, that, I, that's a great idea. I
0: like that. My idea would be start something called Fit Glory, and Fit Glory is going to be a competition that you host, and this is going to be how you um, you kickstart <laughs> um, marketing. It's a marketing <laughs> thing. You, you gather a bunch of people. You got four of your fit boxes out there, and you have competition who can bench the most who can do a certain amount of activity whatever um you see fit and Dude, you nice. have a winner, you have a loser and it just brings people together you, should, you bring a food truck or something um and then you can, we start, can be there you got apparel <laughs> or you guys can absolutely the can be, be, there. be the announcers yeah, for the announce yeah.
2: <laughs> definitely um that that it's so funny it's like you guys talked to me before this or something but (laughs) you didn't it's like okay so we have these um we have this idea that at some point right we want to create a challenge that we can really just make our own this outdoor circuit training challenge and the idea of having an event is great We, we had a launch event at lake monster brewery and they were uh willing to put us up and we were very very thankful for that so we got all kinds of great content and visibility there. Um, I think it would be great to go back if they're willing to have us and yeah. uh, and to really just hash out and do some events there. I think it'd be super yeah. cool, you know. Oh
1: yeah. Um, um, oh, in a, in a, uh, in connection with what the fit glory, you could also have fit points. So fit points are associated with kind of like how gritty you are, or how much you're lifting, or the power output you're getting. So then, like someone who's doing, how, how do you tell? Who's doing better than the other? Well, based on their fit points. Actually, I would call them grit points. Because then, yeah, so I think that would work a little better. Grit fit? Fit grit. Fit. Fit grit. And then we're going to have Fit Life (laughs) that's
0: going to be partnered with Ghost Fit. Okay. There we go. There uh, we go. So we have a player here on our team, uh, Josh Parks, who who we run advertisements for. um, And he just started a company that... uh, has apparel. It's a t shirt, long sleeve sweatshirt at this point, and it's yeah. called Ghost Fit. It's like an aesthetically pleasing athletic shirt that you can wear. Um, Working
1: out or out in uh, the scene or yeah. anywhere. It's just a comfortable, cool it's shirt. It's got that's multi very versatile.
0: Yeah, awesome. Multi looks to it. And you could partner with them and be, we got Ghost Life or, or Fit. Ghost Fit turned into Fit Life, and now you have an apparel. That you could use.
1: We're just rattling off ideas at this point. <laughs> anything well, could happen. I think what you could do is you could have Ghost Fit and FitBox. This would go back to the Fit Glory competition, mm. and then you would have Josh Parks there working out in his Fit in his Ghost Fit shirts. And like he's a good-looking guy, and he's like lifts a lot of weight, yeah. so that'd just be good for the aesthetic part of it. Good so content, we, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So um. what do you think? Uh, <laughs> but is, not, is that enough ideas? This is, this is a lot. I, uh, so I think that's great. I
2: mean, partnering with with apparel and uh, strategic partnerships like that, where you can get both brands out there working in synergy like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 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 how business happens. I think yeah. those are awesome ideas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's then, our game.
1: Okay, oh, you got another one? No, no, no. That that was it. But <laughs> I uh, just another side note on in addition with or with FitBox is. Uh, when when people will like want to order them, say like someone wants to order one, how do they order it? Is it well, like an app, or do they call you, or what's going on?
2: So yeah, you can. We have um, the best the best way to contact us right now is on our website. Okay. So you want to go to fitboxmobile dot com.
1: That's fitboxmobile dot com. F I T B O X M O B I L E dot com.
2: Correct. And you want to go there? You just shoot us an email. Tell us how interested you are. Um, that's probably the best way to do it at the moment. Um, so we actually don't sell them because they're so expensive. Okay. We worked out with our supplier that we'll be leasing them. So. If, oh yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. It's all good. It's all good. So yeah, you. Um, but if you are interested in leasing them or in these beta phases, you want to roll it out and try something, let us know. We're super flexible and willing to work with kind of whatever ideas people have. know. So.
0: perfect. And then kind of moving towards the back end of our show. Um, we have a few final questions to ask you. One would be in regards for us. We always like asking people an entrepreneurial lifestyle and any really background. We've had immunology, neuroscience, meditation experts. We always ask them if they have any tips for us or any advice. Ideas being podcasters, being entrepreneurs, what what would you say?
2: Wow. that That's a big question. Like the one piece of advice that I would give you guys. <sighs> Boy, there's so many small, like, little things. This is what I would say. This is a this is a tip that I learned from a mentor and actually a professor of mine at the University of St. Thomas. Um, his name is Tim Murray. And he, at one time, stood up on the desk in the middle of class with a dollar bill in his hand. And he said, who's the most important person to a business? And it was surprising how many people were trying to, like, the CEO, executives, you know, the marketing team, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no. And he starts waving the dollar bill around. He's the customer with the money. The most important thing Mm -hmm. to keep in the back of your minds, and really not the back of your minds, the front of your minds, is the most important person. Solve every problem from the customer's point of view. Every problem. And it's really, it's it's easy in theory, but I know we've run into it at Fitbox. Completely unintentionally, you're solving problems from a bottom line perspective. Mm -hmm. You're trying to figure out survival. As a small business, you guys know, your back can be against the wall. You you feel like, you know, where are my customers going to come from? It's always about the dollar instead of the customer. Mm -hmm. If you stay focused on the customer and what they want, the money just kind of takes care of itself. You hear that, marketing interns? (laughs) You guys are the most
0: important people to us. We do everything for you because at the end of the day... We keep you all close to our hearts. You're
1: all we have. (laughs) (laughs) You're all we have. Absolutely. I
2: mean, they are the reason you exist, right? And the same thing with Fitbox. Our customers are the reason we exist. Without them, there's no point. There's no shareholder value. There's nothing. Absolutely. Damn right.
1: All right, so wrapping up our show, we finish with two questions. This is one of our new questions that we started asking, and this is your bar story. Now, uh, Did you read the question beforehand? Do you know what we're talking about here?
2: I I did, yes.
1: (laughs) So it's basically just a story that um, is about you that would help people understand who you are and, you know, keeps people interested, and it just is a great story. Mm-hmm. So what is your bar story, Greg?
2: So I, I really had to think hard about this, because I'm thinking, like, what story could I tell people that's true that they would care about? Yeah, that's the
0: tribulation you got to get over. Yep. Yeah.
2: If it's a random person, like, what part of my life would they care about? Um, and I think it's the part that I'm most proud of, is uh, I, I do have a very gritty nature, and I, I was... I was excited, so thank you for for saying that I was a gritty football player. I I really appreciated that. Um, It's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, not everything has gone to plan for me. Uh, You know, starting out in school, getting off to a rough start, suffering a, a fractured spine, third lumbar, and then coming back and playing. It's kind of been the story of... Things haven't always been perfect, but you just keep your head down and you keep pushing. Yes. And it all ended up working out great. You know, I ended up at the University of St. Thomas under one of the greatest coaches in the country. A guy that I, we've all learned tremendous amounts from, right? Yep. You can't trade that for anything. And that's kind of how my life has been. I mean, I mentioned some um, uh, some business ventures that I've done in the past. <laughs> some of them were a complete disaster you know i've i've also been in real estate and i i made money in real estate and i'll tell you i probably walked into that deal with my pants down and the, the lights off just going backwards through the door it was a, it was a horrible idea yeah, yeah and it just somehow worked out um it's 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 things like that that i'm i'm really proud of and i'm not afraid to you know push under the rug it's those mistakes those scars are kind of what would make me who I am right I now. and uh like that. that's that's the story I would try to tell in a bar you know yeah, without uh, for sure. boring them on the details
0: don't totally you could be able to connect with someone with that and going off that you've learned so much um in your life experiences and we always ask the question um each podcast and to each of our guests what did you learn today and this is something that people don't sometimes take seriously because it's like there's a little thing that you could have learned today that you didn't even realize, but once you think about it, you're like, "Oh, I learned this today. I need to hold on to that." So we ask our guests: Is there something that
2: you learned today? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I uh, putting some thought in the, into that. I think the best, one of the things that I struggle with personally is uh, is being able to live in the moment when life gets really stressful, mm-hmm. when you're going from one thing to the next, right? And actually this podcast was, was it's a, um, a mind opener for me where these questions have forced me to be reflective on myself mm-hmm. and to live in the moment and understand what you guys are, how you interpret information, you know, like you're, you're paying attention to the details. So what I've learned is that these podcasts are actually a fantastic way to give back to your community. Mm-hmm. I think sharing information like this is huge. You're going to touch people's lives. You might not hear about it, but someone's going to hear something that you guys say. Something, and they're they're just it's going to change the trajectory of their life. It's it's not it's never the big things. It's always these little small things where you're just thinking about it and then it never goes away. It just grows in your mind. And I I think that's what I learned today is that this type of information is is just incredibly valuable and and it's a way to give. Right? Yes.
1: And, and the information you presented to us and our marketing interns, hopefully that's something that in there change their lives yes so that's fantastic i hope so too yeah thanks for coming
2: on Greg. this has We're been an really awesome interview
0: it. thank you i mean uh, that's Th- much else we, else we can, can say. say well yeah
2: <laughs> thanks for having me on guys i'm honored i'm in a i'm in a crowd of, of people that I, I look up to truly yeah. So, yeah. so i really appreciate you. it
0: hey marketing interns you know what you really need to remember about this interview was the consistent message greg creaky displayed throughout that entire podcast that is something
1: that we need to learn from how about that deck oh yeah fantastic that man was delivering on the same points throughout the entire thing and you know just regarding fitbox what it's like to be an entrepreneur and you know just that message of like you know take take the risk endure failure because if you don't you know you're never going to be able to improve and i just love that message and i hope you guys picked up on that message and exactly right, we need to do a better job of relaying our consistent message to everyone else. Absolutely.
0: So thank you, Greg Kriege and uh, Marketing Interns. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because that man inspired us to continue pr- to pursue our passions. Um, now we'll focus on our back end because uh, we always finish strong. Uh, it's the 18th hole. It's the Washington Capital. We're a finishers podcast. Um,
1: and we finish off the same way because we're consistent and we're at our best. Yeah. And you know what? Thank you, marketing interns. For those who are listening now, uh, we really appreciate you. You guys have made it through like roughly an hour of content. Now you got a couple minutes here to finish it out. You know, let's go ahead and get to it. Let's finish. Let's finish like we should. Um, So we'll start off with what did we learn?
0: Um, And I learned again a humbling experience. I know I mentioned this already. Um, However, it needs to be reiterated. Um, Basketball is a sport where your endurance is quickly. Um, placed upon you in a way that you are like, wow, I am not in shape to handle running up and down this basketball court in a way that I want to. Yeah. Um, basketball legs be, be, um, and football legs are the most opposite spectrum sport maybe out
1: there. Yeah, I mean football, you're on and off. You're going five seconds on, ten seconds off, or you know five second, ten seconds on, like a minute off. You know, there's quick, frequent breaks throughout. It's a quick bursts. You have to be at your best at certain times basketball is just go, 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 and you need to be in that shape, and it's totally, I mean, it's taxing. Any kind of physical activity is taxing on us now, um, but more specifically, basketball, I would argue, outside of swimming as well, it's the most taxing. All so right. I, that's a great learning experience for
0: me. And, you know, it's, I, I need to just mention this relatively quickly, but it is something I learn every year. Yeah, I, oh, I this is a reoccurring it. event. It's a reoccurring learning event, because I forget about it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm, I just came off football, I'm ready to go, let's go shoot some hoops. First time shooting hoops, I'm like, this sport is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and like, your feet hurt, too. Yes. It's not just like your legs, because you're tired. Like, wearing basketball shoes, is, and like, running on a flat ground, is also just so taxing on your feet. Like, I had, I usually get like, blisters on blisters, like, after my first time playing. Yes. And like, my feet, my like, arches are sore at It's just bad. But, like, again, it's a reoccurring event every year. You forget about it. And, you know, we're basketball guys now from this time forward until the end of uh, intramural basketball in the spring. So, Mm -hmm. something to think about. Uh, What did I learn? Well, uh, I learned this um, earlier today. And it was um, that houses, uh, every house is actually designed to leak. So... Leak in uh, what way? Leak as in air has to be able to leave the house in some sort of fashion. Now, okay. house, some houses leak more than others. The Washington Capitol leaks the most out of any other house that I've ever been in. Oh, yes. Um, so it's built in 1888. I don't know if we've ever told our marquee interns that our how, this house is built in 1888. It's leaky as all hell. Um, things are water, or not water, air is able to flow in and out as it pleases. wherever and Wherever, whenever. Yeah, and so it has to leak because airflow needs to be able to circulate in here. If there was not, if this house did not leak at all and it was airtight, then we would all be very, very sick because bacteria would not be able to escape and new fresh air would not be able to come in. Mm. So houses are designed to leak and there's these things called heat exchangers which moderate the temperature of your house by using the fresh air intake and the cold air um, and then putting out the batter or taking the batter out of the house. Okay, so that's what I learned. That's phenomenal because this house leaks a lot. However, we're I, giving I, this I, house an excuse to leak. Exactly, we're understanding why.
0: However, Mike Fitzgerald, um, our landlord, um, if you're listening, if you're mind. listening, uh, we could use a little less leakage here. Maybe just specifically in the Washington Capitol. We get that is a sauna room, and there's really not supposed to be insulation. However, we picked this room as our recording studio, and we'd like to be a little warmer. For the timing, for the timing, um, and now it's time to finish on a positive note because I love finishing this way. It, it warms my heart, and I know our marketing interns love being appreciated in this type of way, where they can end this podcast and say, "Man, I am happy, 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 I am happy." <laughs> <laughs> and this story right here might be the happiest one we've ever had um, because
1: again, it's another reoccurring. It's theme, another reoccurring every year. theme
0: now for the past three December's. Um, every finals week rolls around and we're like we have the option to study or we have the option to see the premiere Star Wars Um, this time around it is The Last Jedi the 8th episode I mean talk about a feel good
1: story yeah I mean (laughs) I know so there are two sides of this coin there are the people that Um, know the Star Wars movies coming out this week and will not see it because they're not Star Wars fans. Then there's the other people like us who get jazzed this time every year for anything Star Wars because we are the biggest Star Wars nerds of all time. And nothing will ever change from that. And so we are absolutely ecstatic to see how the saga continues. Um... You know, the, the debate on what's going to happen. The last Jedi. Jedi could be plural. Jedi can be singular. We don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen. It's two and a half hours. It's the longest, longest Star Wars. I, which is, gets me jazzed, right? Mm. I love long movies, especially Star Wars. I know it's cold in there, but the hair on my arms is standing up. Right. It's going to be a blast. So Star Wars, December 15th. We're going midnight premiere. Be there. I hope you guys are all excited as we are and excited to get your week going. So thank you for making us part of your day. We love you guys. Take care. Take care.